You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up 7, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by 7 points at any time during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce alongside of my good co-host Dylan and Jimmy and making his yearly appearance on the show is the great Scott Powers of The Athletic. How are we doing Scott? Good. Thanks for having me again. So before we get into any of the questions, I have to ask the most important questions first. How was Montreal? Uh, it was good. I, I didn't get COVID so that was, uh, it was a plus. <laughs> uh, there were plenty of people who came away with COVID. Um, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, it was certainly interesting from a Blackhawks perspective. Um, uh, from a personal and professional perspective, it was it was nice to see people again and uh, you know get out with some uh, get out with some fellow writers and you know there's a bunch of athletic people there so we had uh, you know some uh, work stuff to do too just uh, a larger larger scheme but uh, yeah it was good it was it was Montreal and uh, you know usually I'm there in the winter too so it was nice to be there in the summer and it was nice and um, yeah for the Blackhawks it was uh, it was interesting and, and hectic too so it was uh, yeah it was a good trip it was it was nice to. And yeah, nice to get out again and feel like things are getting back to normal. Yeah, me and Schmidt went to Montreal. We had a great time. I have to ask, did you go to Dunn's by chance, the the restaurant? Or and if you didn't, like, what restaurants did you go to? Yeah, I think we we actually ended up at Dunn's twice just because it wasn't too far from our hotel. Yeah. Lads and I went there a couple of times. Um, um, and with a couple other athletic riders. Yeah, and I don't even know if we went. Uh, we had an athletic dinner one place one night in the uh, kind of like the French Quarter. Um and uh you know just ate ate, ate meals at the uh, uh at the bell center too so um but yeah i think duns was the most uh, frequent place we went to it's really uh yeah it's it's, it's different and unique too and it's it's really kind of it's reliable so um i think that's the place we ended up the most oh i see uh did you have any of the hot dogs at the bell center that they all talk about uh yeah they did they had it for the media for the uh yeah for the the draft too so yeah no it's definitely uh I, I think they're not as uh, they're they're good. I mean, they're they're it's kind of a hot dog and like a uh, uh, you know like a toasted bun, so it, it's good. I, I don't I, I don't you know I, I think people may go a little bit overboard for them, but they were uh, yeah they certainly had them there. So yeah, I, I usually partake. So I, I I'm not saying I don't. I just uh, they might be a little bit overrated. So <laughs> yeah, we we loved Montreal. I would love to go back to Montreal just as like even if like the draft isn't there. And uh, how excited are you for the draft? The draft to be in Nashville because we're we're all ready to go. Like we're we're already planning to go, even though it's like nine months away or whatever. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I, don't, I 
I don't. It's, it sounds like it's gonna be chaos. So Nashville's expensive, and it, there aren't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I probably should have a hotel room already booked by now. But um, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I I like Nashville. I just I know it's gonna be crazy. So I I, I uh, Montreal like it's a little bit more spread out, and there's, I feel like you can separate yourself. Uh, Nashville is just uh, yeah, Nashville's Nashville. So um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun and entertaining. I just uh, from a work perspective, it's. Uh, I guess it depends on where you stay too. Like if we're, if we're out by the hotel, it's a, or out by the airport, it's a little bit further away. So I guess I look at, I usually look at all the cities kind of how it pertains to me as uh, doing my job. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy Nashville and I certainly do when I'm usually a tourist, but as a, uh, I guess as a sports writer and being there for sometimes it can be uh, um, yeah, a bit much. And it just, it kind of depends on where you're staying hotel wise and how far you have to get to the rink and those type of things. So, um, but I'm sure from the fans perspective, yeah, Nashville is going to be a blast and, it's uh yeah it's it's obviously a great city yeah i just thought about that from a media perspective it's got to be a little chaotic after the games when everyone's trying to like converge to broadway and it's right there and it's like we got to go this way yeah and we'll definitely uh i mean we'll partake in broadway too it just depends on uh yeah how busy it is or uh, i'm sure that i'm sure the draft it's gonna be a little bit nuts so mm-hmm. um and then again it's just kind of you know if, if, if it's uh if it's like a weekday during the season you know sometimes you can get a decent hotel not too far away uh, if it's a weekend or a busy time, it's it's usually you stay a little bit further away, so it's, it's a little <laughs> bit longer commute to uh, get back to your hotel. So, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, the national will be fun. It's uh, it'll be nice. Yeah, again, yeah, just get, like this, the schedule finally will, will be back to normal somewhat. Uh, yeah, pretty much all what. So, um, you know, they have the draft when it's supposed to be in free agency and uh, you know the playoffs and you know to finally get kind of back on track will be uh, yeah nice to feel some you know, normality. Yeah, I wanted to like to go to the draft as like kind of like a every couple of years thing, but like as soon as I heard the draft was in Nashville, I'm like, no, I gotta we gotta go this year. Yeah, no, it's easy and accessible too. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, now that we got those questions out of the way, now we gotta get into the boring stuff, the Blackhawks. <laughs> um, kind of still on the on the topic of the draft. I'm curious to to add like to see what other players were the Blackhawks interested at like number seven and like number thirteen and number twenty five and I know it's kind of hard to pick out like exact players but um, I'm just wondering if like if if you if you heard of like any other players who are interested at really at, at all the first round picks that they had yeah I don't I know that they were uh, looking to build a defense more than anything in this in this draft so I um, you know they liked uh, um, you know there, there were two defensemen taken before. Um, uh, you know, before their picks, I, I know that they, they consider both those guys and certainly hoping that someone falls. They, they certainly like Forchensky too. So, um, but it, it was, there was a focus on defensemen. Um, you know, some of it was about, you know, also not knowing where they were going to pick. So some of those trades kind of uh, materialized later on in the day. And, um, um, and so I know, uh, obviously like they like Nazar there and, uh, you know, with, with, when they, once they got the third first round pick, they, uh, you know, they felt like they, they really wanted to take a chance in Renzel. You know, the fact that if they if they thought that if they can get two defensemen in this in the first round and one of them being Renzel, who's a little bit more of a uh, long term project, um, but also potentially getting a number one defenseman. And, and they feel like they've done that. And then adding, um, you know, starting with that, that that number 13 pick, you know, it was, it was about the centers. And then going forward in the second day, it was all about the forwards. And, and I think you'll see even more of that, you know, this next year's draft. Obviously, they. Um, you know, they're, they're hoping they get the number one pick or, you know, one of those top, you know, two or three picks and you draft a, a dynamic forward there. And, um, you know, you got another first round pick from Tampa. So you probably take another forward there. And um, they know that they, um, they they need to stockpile forwards at this point. They, they feel pretty good about their defense. You know, you have Kuczynski, 
Um, you know, you, you probably have uh, Kaiser, uh, Del Mastro. They're really high in Vlasic. They think Isaac Phillips has a chance. Um, you know, Nolan Allen has a chance. Uh, who am I missing here? Um, um, so, they, yeah, there's six, seven, eight defensemen they like in their prospect pool. You know, there's other guys like Regula and Mitchell, um, you know, a few others that maybe have a shot, and, and, and I think they'll get some opportunities to play, whether they're part of the next core, we'll see. But but I think they realize that, you know, aside from Reichel, um, who maybe is a top six forward and maybe Nazar now, that they know that they need, they need to get much deeper there, um, you know, forward-wise. So I, I think going forward, but uh, going forward, it's going to be forward. So, um, But, uh, yeah, for this one, it was largely, you know, they really wanted to get uh, a number one defenseman type in that first, that first pick, so... Um, you know, I think what was Nemec that went before uh, Korchinski, and then there was uh, um, I'm blanking on the other defenseman. Was, so, yeah, so yeah, I uh, I know they really wanted the defenseman with that first pick, and then um, you know I, I know they they were targeting Nazar, and um, they thought uh, they thought they had a chance for him too. So um, and then Renzel was the one that they that they really liked, but it was just it really depended on how, what other picks they were going to have in that round and how. Um, you know, if they, if they were only going to have two picks, I don't know if he would have been the second pick or they might have waited or um, they just uh, – after that point where they felt like they had two pretty sure things that they felt like the third pick they can take a little bit of a chance on and, you know, certainly had, knowing their timetable, um, you know, they're probably not going to be competitive again for four or five years that, um, you know, Renzel probably fits that picture. And if he pans out, you know, obviously uh, uh, they'd be ecstatic and, and they feel like their defensive core would be pretty uh, solidified then. So – um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I guess I didn't ask too many questions in who were asking, but I know the defenseman especially was, uh, you know, was their target on the first day and they felt like they doing this rebuild that they needed to do. Um, they needed to focus on the back end, which has been the, uh, you know, been the area of concern probably for the last five, six years in the organization. They felt like they could solidify that and they can really start stockpiling the forwards and, um, and, and then certainly they, they need to, you know, they need like the, basically the, you know, the, the generational type talent to come out of this draft and uh, this next draft to, to really put someone at the top of the, the top of the queue there. Oh yeah, definitely. And like you said, it's a, it's going to be a long-term process. So, you know, not, this isn't going to happen overnight. Like, you know, they're going to have to slowly accumulate all these forwards over the next couple of years, which is, which it seems like they have a very good plan of doing, but um, that kind of leaves the on ice question, which kind of leads mm-hmm. into my next question. Cause um. I mean, let's just, to be blunt, they had a lot of roster turnover this summer and <clears throat> a lot of players who were very liked in that locker room. And I'm just kind of curious, have you talked to any of the players this offseason and, like, kind of what their thoughts are going into camp? Like, there's a lot of new faces coming in. Um, a lot of guys are going to get more opportunity. Like, I'm just kind of wondering what the vibe is with the players going into the training camp. Yeah, I haven't talked to a whole lot of players. I know, obviously, Laz talked to Taves. Um, you know, I had reached out to try to talk to Kane, and he, he really isn't interested in talking yet. So, um, you know, aside from that, it's been it's been pretty quiet. But I, 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 don't, I don't think it's completely unexpected. I mean, a lot of the younger guys are probably excited about the playing time opportunity. Um, I think, you know, I think Seth Jones and, and Cannon Taves had an idea of what was happening. I think the bring him may have been a little bit of shock to them just because they didn't expect him to go that far. But, um, you know, what, once that happened, I, I don't, you know, I, I think everyone, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, I see kind of the writings on the wall, what the Blackhawks are doing. And, um, you know, for, for some guys, I, I think there's such a focus on, uh, you know, guys like McCabe and even Seth Jones. I mean, guys that need to, they need to get their own, you know, they need to get their own game straight and be the players the Blackhawks expect them to be. 
Um, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that like all players, I'm sure the certain way came can and Taves thing too, that they can sort of defy uh, people's predictions that if they can put it together, um, that this team will be better than, than people think, you know? So, um, you know, and guys like for Domi and, you know, uh, you know, guys who signed this summer, I mean, they, they, they certainly knew what they were walking into. And it, um, I think a lot of guys like that who thought that, you know, this is an opportunity for me to produce and uh, me to come into a team that maybe we can surprise some people. But also, you know, this is it's an opportunity for other players to get larger contracts. You know, Domi and, um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, a bunch of the guys who signed this summer are thinking that, you know, I, I shine this summer, this year, and then I, uh, you know, I can, you know, I'm probably going to be traded to the deadline to a contender. And then, you know, I get a contract the next year. I mean, a lot of guys sign one-year deals and short-term deals. And it's also what the Blackhawks were looking for. They're looking to, uh, they're looking for guys to kind of showcase and then turn around um, and trade them for prospects or draft picks too. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I sense that there's, uh, there's optimism within the players just cause that's built in them. And, you know, they're all kind of working hard. And a lot of guys have been in Chicago now skating and getting ready for the year. And, um, um, you know, I, I think it's worn off a little bit from, uh, you know, the, you know, the drafts a little bit of ways away now and people kind of had time to reflect on it. And, you know, the fact that Kane or Taves haven't asked for trade requests, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I keep on being told that Kane says he's day to day where he's, you know, he's kind of taking the situation as it goes. Um, but I, yeah, I think they're kind of curious how the season is going to go and they're hoping they can, uh, you know, shock some people and then maybe, um, you know, from there, it just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, even if things go well, I don't know how things play out for Kane and Taves just because, um, it's not like there's been a contract offered or what the future's, what the future looks like for them. So. Um, unless the Blackhawks surprise and make make a playoff run, I think there's some conversations that both have with the Blackhawks management about whether they want to be traded or what they want to do in their future. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, the mood wise, I, I don't have a full, you know, I don't have an exact finger on, but I, you know, from what I've heard from just other people that, um, you know, people are skating, they're, you know, they're, yeah, kind of focusing on themselves, knowing what the situation is, and just, um, you know, you know, Kane always thinks he can produce who, whoever he plays with, so I think that's. Uh, I think that's the mentality you're going with it that they're going to uh, they're going to surprise some people you know as much as they surprise people last week the the other way they 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 they're hopeful that uh, you know if McCabe can't really, uh, go McCabe, much lower can you yeah, yeah you know McCabe or whomever you know kind of clicks where uh, last year didn't maybe uh, yeah maybe things go a little bit better according to plan but I don't think that's what management wants I think management <laughs> was uh, you know was in the bottom and and you know going to land Bedard potentially so yeah. Well, uh, Scott, I'm curious. This kind of um, continues on from the roster question. Uh, so there's really seemingly only about one or two spots available outside of uh, guys on, you know, one-way deals and such. Um, so the first question, uh, our co-host Reagan, she can't join us today, unfortunately. She's curious as to um, which prospects you think might be ready for that position, who can take them. I'm curious if you think Reichel can take that spot because I know they've preached a high heaven about being patient with the prospects. But I almost wonder with Reichel, he's put on weight. He had a great season in the AHL last year. Do you think if he really like storms out of the gate like he could, do you think he gets that spot, or do you think they really want to keep him down there, you know, season him up a bit? Yeah, no, I, I think the preference right now is to keep him in Rockford. But you know, like if he if he plays really well in the preseason, it's hard to uh, yeah, it's hard to deny him that opportunity. So I, I think camp in the preseason um, will have a lot of you know kind of a lot of weight in that decision. Um, the, the other thing is they just they, they wanted to make sure that he's definitively ready. Like they don't want him bouncing around anymore. Like last year it made sense to give him some taste and kind of see where he was at. And certainly he he excelled a lot more in Rockford than he did in Chicago. And 
there, there were benefits from him going up and down and, you know, taking lessons and all those things. They just, they don't want that to be the permanent um, development plan. Like they, they'd want him to, um, he, he has an idea of what it takes to be in the NHL now. And a lot of it's just, it is, it is on the size and the physicality and like he needs, um, he needs to find a way to be the player he was in Rockford and Chicago. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, just not being physical enough and not being able to kind of get away with the stuff you were doing in Rockford. So um, I, uh, I I think the Blackhawks preference would be to, you know, start him in Rockford, um, you know, get him going, get his confidence going, make sure that the, you know, like if he's playing with more weight that he's, um, he, he knows how to use it effectively and then, then bring him up and then keep him up for good. Like they just, um, they want him to be NHL ready the next time he's, he's up there. So um, yeah, maybe we'll see that in the preseason. And, and I think uh, I think there are a handful of guys, mostly in the, the defense, where that they'll uh, they'll sort of make those decisions around. Um, you know, I heard there's a chance that McCabe may not start the season. Um, just uh, there's other some other health stuff going on, so we'll, we'll see if uh, we'll see if he's in camp or what the deal is there. Um, nothing's definitive there, so I, I think they're going to potentially carry seven or eight defensemen. I think Regula and Mitchell are probably the two. Um, that they uh, that they sort of see graduating from Rockford. Um, Velasic is probably the guy they're highest on in Rockford right now, um, or really? within organizationally sign wise. Um, you know, I guess the guy the guys who are signed who are are going to be in you know in organization at least this year. Um, but I, I, they also the Velasic they want him to send him down and make sure that he's um, yeah he's ready. They don't want like as, as you know as difficult as this season is going to be. They don't want that to affect. Um, yeah, they don't affect guys like they don't ask to be like a, a minus forty, you know. Like they just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything, you know, for them. Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, I think Vlasic, Phillips, uh, uh, you know, Crevier, uh, uh, Galvis. I think all those guys are in Rockford. I, I think they think, you know, Phillips and and Vlasic have a chance to be part of that next wave. Um, I'm not sure those are high and not as high in Regula and Mitchell, but. It, you know, if Mitchell Mitchell kind of turns into a player that they think, then maybe or they once thought maybe maybe he has a shot. I think his size uh, is going to be detrimental, and especially as they, um, yeah, kind of bring in that next wave. You know, uh, Korczynski and all these guys that that he, he may have a harder place fitting in, especially you know if he's not given a top power play spot. And certainly Seth Jones is part of the future too for a while. So, um, but yeah, I, I think Regula and and Mitchell are probably the two. Defenseman prospects to watch out for. Um, forward wise, I think, yeah, I, um, you know, the, they just, you know, they signed, uh, you know, signed a couple of guys this offseason, you know, Lupin and, um, and uh, I'm blanking on who the guy they just signed out of Denver, but uh, they, Cole yeah, Cole Gutman. And then they, um, so yeah, I think a lot of those guys are Rockford bound. There, there aren't a lot of guys in Rockford that were ready to take that next step other than Reichel. Um, you know, like guys like Reese, Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Antwist, they're probably permanent NHL players at this point. So, um, yeah, Reichel's probably the only player you get really excited about, you know, like it's, uh, you know, honestly, it's just, it's, uh, uh, I'm curious to see what Mitchell, you know, Mitchell looks like in the NHL. He, he's gotten better. It's just, it's, it's hard to, um, you know, his heart, his game is difficult to translate to NHL level, especially if he's not getting like top power play time. And that's not going to happen with Jones there. And, um, and possibly not even, you know, second power play of Caleb's there too. So um, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because as much as they're rebuilding, there's not a lot of emphasis on the young guys because they want those guys to spend time in Rockford. And, you know, it's a little bit different than uh, than in the past where the Blackhawks have rushed a lot of those guys. So um, I, I think Rockford, Rockford can be really interesting. They obviously, they're, they uh, loaded up on, um, you know, AHL top type veterans like Secura and, 
Um, obviously, there's a handful of guys like that where they're just really good AHL players and may, may get a look in the NHL, but for the most part, they're there to elevate, you know, elevate Rockford. And then, um, you know, they're hoping that they have a playoff team that's a really good team that can make some run. And then at the end of the season, I think you see uh, White Kaiser sign and probably join Rockford and Del Mastro and Nolan L. And, um, you know, you, you got a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't rule out Nazar's signing at the end of the year and, and turning pro. Um, you know, that's kind of uh, some Michigan guys have done that. So um, I, I think I think Rockford could be really interesting, interesting toward the end of the season, too, if they're bringing some of those, um, you know, guys that either, you know, that turn pro or guys that are just from the CHL and can and can, can play. Um, you know, there even might be some international players like Ante uh, Sorella who can come over. Or, you know, th- it's an intriguing kind of next wave of prospects. So Colton Dockle, um, you know, if his season's over, he'd probably join Rockford, too. So. Um, you know, there are a lot of young guys that are probably on the cusp, but probably toward the end of the season. And then Rockford, yeah, this Rockford's a little bit more interesting. And then, um, but yeah, Chicago will be more about, um, yeah, I guess we'll see some, you know, I, I think there's some guys in the mix that they think can be part of their future, you know, more like role players like Radish and, um, you know, uh, those type of players. And certainly you, they probably want to see more out of the Seth Jones and guys that are, uh, you know, guys that they probably see as, as, as long-term pieces too. But yeah, from, I, I guess, a long answer for your short question, but uh, yeah, Reichel and then probably the two defense and prospects probably the ones that you'll, uh, you'll see make that, uh, make that jump this year. Sure, man. And no worries. Great answer. I appreciate it. There's a lot to unpack with this prospect full, full absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know that Jake McKee was injured. Do you think that Jack Johnson had anything, anything to do with that? Was it more just like trying, (laughs) trying to like load up on defensive depth so that way, like the younger defensemen are getting pushed into a role? Yeah, I I don't know how much McCabe's like the McCabe stuff. I, I, I've only heard whispers about, so there's nothing definitive. Mm -hmm. I just heard there's a possibility. So, um, it's uh, maybe that, but I, I think they don't want, um. I, I think it prevents them bringing up the young guys, you know, like they don't want to have to rely on bringing up Vlasic or Phillips um, before they're ready. Um, like even like, like, so like they think Arvid Soderblom has a really bright future. Uh, and part of their concern has to be that they signed two goalies or, you know, that they acquired one goalie and signed another. They're both injury prone. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Blackhawks picked up someone off waivers as a third goalie during, during camp, if there's someone they like and, um, you know, it prevents, you know, it sort of prevents sort of Bloom having to, you know, being rushed before they, they like to promote them. So um, I, I think a lot of that's uh, kind of a uh, yeah, safety guards and um, and not, you know, maybe um, not allowing Richardson as much flexibility with his roster as, you know, as, as a head coach would want. But it's, uh, you know, he's also going into it knowing that there's a certain direction for the organization. And um, I don't think he's being judged on wins or losses, but th- there are some limitations to what, um, you know, I think the Blackhawks will have a lot of a say of Reichel or whomever is coming up. You know, I, I'm sure Richardson will have a voice in it. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it, it's Kyle, Desa- Kyle Davidson's decision. And, um, you know, if it was Joe Quindle or someone else, I think that's it's something different, you know, where it's um, I think they have a lot more say who's playing in the NHL. And I think right now um, a lot of these decisions are made at a higher level because they uh, yeah, they're, they're sticking to a long term plan. So. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly. I, I think Jack Johnson was more that this was a cheap veteran, um, you know, someone they could also that they probably don't mind sitting as a seventh defenseman. You know, if you bring up uh, Ragula or Mitchell or both, um, and you know, if uh, if someone is hurt, then um, you know that way, uh, you know, Johnson can sit, and you, you, you want Mitchell and Ragula playing probably too. So, 
I think this just gives them a little bit more flexibility where they're not having to, uh, yeah, to have too many emergency recalls from Rockford or having to, uh, you know, to, uh, yeah, dip into there too much. So, um, yeah, J- Johnson, yeah, I, I mean, uh, on the surface, obviously, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think for what they're we're trying to do this year, it's um, it, it kind of, <laughs> yeah, it, it sort of fits with at least their plan. My favorite thing about Jack Johnson is the only goal he scored the entire season was the breakaway goal against the Black. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. No shot. <laughs> wow. He's a heck of a player. <laughs> um, <clears throat> in style. I guess, like, going into this season, like, th- there's obviously a lot of room for opportunity with this team, at least on the main roster, with the guys who are there. Um. Is there anyone that you are in particular you think could see maybe like step into a bigger role this year? Like um, I know like guys like Radish and Curse have started showing signs and flashes. Lafferty was showing flashes at the end of last year. Caleb Jones, I thought looked pretty good towards the end of last year. Like, is there anyone um that you think can maybe like take advantage of the opportunity that might be given to them? Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it was interesting. Someone asked me to kind of, you know, construct the power play units the other day, and I, it was a lot harder than I than I thought. Um, I think uh, I think Radish in in you know playing that bumper role, he, he might get a lot more opportunities. Um, you know, I think uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to who they put on that left wing to fill the Brinkett spot. There aren't a lot of shooters on this team. Um, maybe Domi gets that look, and um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't. It, it's it's a really rough group of you know, like they don't have a lot of proven offensive players and um, but someone's going to be fed some really nice pucks and, you know, have an opportunity to finish. And I think there's, um, you know, I, I think the Blackhawks want to certainly promote certain players um, and give them opportunities in, in case they can move them at the deadline. So, if, you know, if the numbers look pretty good that, uh, you know, if Domi's producing, then that's uh, probably easier to move him and trade him for some, some decent piece. So um, I, I think Domi makes the most sense and maybe playing with Kane on the, uh, in the power play. Um, you know, certainly Taves, um, you know, if he can get off to a better start, um, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, you, the fact that you remove Stroman, Stroman Doc, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, there, there, there's room up the middle there. And, you know, Lafferty certainly, you know, he creates a lot and there's chances there. Can he finish? I, yeah, it's, he's a little bit later in life. So, I, you know, like it, it's harder for that stuff to come by, but maybe, um, maybe just his confidence and putting himself, you know, getting more ice time. Maybe he, you know, maybe he starts finishing. Um, you know, I'm curious about Kuroshev too. It's uh, he's still, you know, he's pretty young still. Um, but where does he? You know, he's never been. Um, he's been a really nice offensive player at a lot of different levels. Can he take that next step? Um, you know, I'm sure he'll get more some some more opportunity. And you know, he's sort of bounced around the lineup the last few years just because they, uh, you know, the focus was a little bit different. They're a little bit deeper, and so there were times where he played top six, other times bottom six. So um, I think there's certainly an opportunity for him. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's no one that really jumps to mind. I think, I think, you know, the fact that someone's gonna have to play with Kane that it just it creates opportunities in itself. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna have some great A chances that um, you probably didn't have with other teams or or previously with the Blackhawks because the Brinkett was that person. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see who they um, who they put Kane with. Maybe maybe Taves, maybe um, maybe Lafferty and, and Domi or, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like the, the whole construction will be really interesting to me because there aren't a lot of, a lot of logical moves, especially if Reichel may not be in the mix. Um, it's um, yeah. I mean, the, and there's obviously, you know, adding a couple offensive pieces, you know, guys that have potential. Um, 
I, I think that, that you know those guys will get opportunities too. So I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm really it'll be interesting because I think before the season really goes, unless you know like maybe things aren't aren't as expected, but before the season does go sideways, and which we all kind of expected to do, it's going to be interesting. You know, like the, you know they'll be motivated and. You know, these guys will really want to play. And I think, uh, you know, Richardson, um, I don't think he's coaching to lose. So I think they're going to try to, um, you know, the fact they're going to more of a zone defense and maybe that, uh, you know, maybe it helps guys like Murphy. And, um, you know, I, I think those guys are also being asked to do different things than in the past. And, um, you know, I think Murphy, you'll see him try to play more defensive hockey again. And, um, you know, and there's guys that want to prove themselves. And, and certainly Kane and Taves are motivated too. So I, I think – you know, at least that first few months of the season could be really interesting. And then we'll see what the team actually is. And if it's, <laughs> you know, like if it, it really goes as bad as we kind of all expect, then I'll, uh, I'll probably spending more time covering, you know, junior hockey in the second half of the season. But uh, it, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fascinating how they, they assemble this team. Cause there are uh, the guys that, you know, like you, um, I'm sure a few guys will get looks with Kane during the, the preseason and he clicks with someone, you know, it's, it's a really great opportunity for someone to run with. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the preseason in camp will be really fascinating from that respect where, um, you know, it, there hasn't been that many times in the past where, you know, you, you can really kind of throw a dart and say, you know, this guy's going to play with this guy or that guy. And, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fascinating preseason training camp from that respect. For sure. <laughs> um, I guess the last question, and this is definitely going to be the most, like, probably – the thing that's going to linger over the team until probably the trade deadline. Imagine even if they don't get traded after the trade Jack deadline. Johnson. Yeah. Jack Johnson. Stanley yeah. Cup champion. Jack I'm Johnson. Sorry. That's right. No, but Taves and Kane, they're in the final year of their contracts. It's what, what do you think the probability of them getting moved before the trade deadline is like, what would you give it right now at this moment in time? Yeah. I, I asked them about this the other day uh, within the team and they, um, you know, they, they said, you know, th- there's a chance, you know, like if Kane, Kane came to the Blackhawks today and said he wants to be traded, they, they could find a suitor. Um, you know, the, the price is going to have to be right. Like they, they sort of expect whomever's going to be interested in Kane, it's going to be a team that's in the in the hunt, you know, for the cup. So you're talking about a team that's, you know, probably going to have the 25th to do 30, you know, um, yeah, through the 32nd pick next year. So, um, you know, you that has to be one piece of it. You need that first round pick, but then it's got to be a plus prospect. It's going to have to be one of your top prospects. It's Patrick Kane, um, you know, in a cup run. So um, I, I think the Blackhawks, um, yeah, I, I don't think they just won a first round pick. That's the end of a draft. Like it's not going to look good if you trade that for Patrick Kane. So, um, but I, I don't know, I, you know, from, from everything I heard, you know, Kane is kind of sitting and waiting and um, you know, he, there is an urgency to be traded and um I guess the fact that it hasn't, you know, he hasn't made the request yet. I would assume that he's waiting for the season to start and see to see where this goes. I, I don't, you know, he's been in Chicago for a while and he's certainly, um, you know, he, he's comfortable here. And I, I think a lot of things are easy for him here, like uplift, you know, kind of uprooting his, his, um, you know, kid now and stuff, you know, how much does that factor into it? Or, um, you know, like, I, I don't, you know, like the idea of a legacy being with the Blackhawks and, you know, certainly, there's a lot more milestones and, you know, records he can reach. Um, you know, how much is that playing in a factor too? Um, yeah, no, no. And then I guess if you, you know, the Blackhawks, um, you know, the Blackhawks look like they're the worst team and, and Connor Bedard's coming here next year. Like, does that, does that interest Kane too? And um, I, I think, 
I think if Kane or Taves want to come back, it'd also challenge the Blackhawks because um, they're very mindful of what contracts are, you know, being given right now. And, you know, that kind of went into the DeBrinca trade too, is that it didn't make sense to pay someone $10 million while you're expected to lose for three or four years. So um, I don't think Kane and Taves would get the kind of money they want. Um, could they fit it, you know, could they figure something you know, else out or just, you know, make it worth their while or, um, you know, certainly you're, I think the Blackhawks would be interested in Kane. Do they, would they want Taves back? I don't know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's really complicated and I, I don't, I, I wish I had more of a definitive answer for you. It's, uh, it'll, um, you know, I think it's something that's, um, you know, some we're all asking and we're all interested by and sort of talking to sources and, um, I think with Taves, you know, it's, I think he needs to produce and show, um, that he can be, uh, be a player, you know, I, I, you know, someone that you're going to, um, because regardless that, you know, teams going to have to take on at least half of Taves' cap hits, and the Blackhawks are more likely to do that probably closer to the deadline. Um, you know, there's there's an upside of having Taves until until March from uh, selling tickets to, you know, maybe mentoring some players and, um, you know, just kind of bringing them along. Um, and then with Kane, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of it's what does Kane want? And then, um, yeah, how do things align there? I don't know if the Blackhawks would eat half of it. So it may not make as much sense. Um, I don't, you know, like they need at least 10 and a half million in cap space if they're going to eat both of their contracts and they don't have that right now. So, you know, things change during the season, but, um, yeah, there's so many different things that have to align, but, but ultimately Kane and Taves have to be like, I, I want to be traded because of the no movement clauses. So, um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm guessing now, like I just, if the season's as bad as we, we anticipate, I, I guess I'd be surprised if Kane and Taves are here beyond the deadline. Like it just, um, yeah, I, I guess I just for them, I don't know what the motivation is. You know, like if it's um, knowing that how bad the Blackhawks are going to be, and then questioning like where's their salary fits in and the contract stuff. Like I, I just I, there's no certainty there. So like you know, if you can kind of say when is when, and then you know like have a farewell tour basically, and you know kind of a flat like the last games the United Center, um, and then you know the. Yeah, I think for the fans to have uh, kind of have that sink in too would be would give them some time. So I, I think for Kane or Taves, like it, it would probably be difficult to be want to be traded now and not to have that that farewell that they sort of probably just both desire in some way to have you know at the United Center and um, you know um, you know it'll certainly you know if the, if both have asked for trades and we and we're aware of that come the deadline, I think those last few home games for them would be you know be something. Um, pretty special for you know just how how they're treated and how they can kind of write their own um, story endings to their Blackhawks career. So yeah, we'll see. And then who knows? May, and maybe something changes. Maybe this team is better, or or maybe um, you know they they, they want to be part of the long term picture. It just it, it's I think Davidson's been pretty open about how long he thinks it could be before they're they're good again. And um, and you know I don't know if he said it. He hasn't really come out and said it. But I mean obviously a large piece of that is is getting one of those top picks next year and they have to be, uh, you know, historically awful this year to do that. So um, it's, uh, yeah, for guys who are, you know, proven winners and guys that um, I think are proud players and have had to deal with a lot of losing, you know, I think they'll have some time to, uh, you know, kind of reflect on everything. And then eventually, uh, you know, they call their own shots and I, I can see them both wanting to be traded at the deadline and have a chance to win a cup somewhere, but also kind of, you know, say their farewells under their own, uh, under terms with the, with the Blackhawks. Yeah, I feel the thing with Patrick Kane is it's easier to see him staying, but then it's also easier to see him getting moved because I feel like 
Patrick Kane just consistently produces no matter what, and I feel like, and he's a playoff performer. I feel like any team, like kind of like Edmonton or the Rangers that are looking to take that next step would definitely be interested in acquiring a guy like that. And then Jonathan Taves, it's like he's been visibly like displeased with the direction of the French. Again, I don't I don't talk to him every day, but just like from interviews and seeing him, he's not a big fan of what we have two guests today. Doesn't, doesn't really hide his emotions when he's on TV. Let's just put it. Never really has, even for being honest. So, Yeah, but, I, yeah. I, I think Kane's frustrated and upset. Like I, I – um, he certainly doesn't voice his – uh, you know, it's feeling the same way that Taves does. And, um, you know, they process things differently. But I, I don't – yeah, I don't think Tate Kane is, is at all happy about, you know. like no. I mean, Yeah. No. To have every player that he's ever played well with sort of traded on you. And it's yeah. – uh, yeah, it's – You know, well, we're, we're, you know when you come out in the media and say don't trade to Brinkett and they trade to Brinkett, yeah, he's probably not too happy. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely – yeah. So he, he definitely has a different way of processing and, 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 you know, doesn't really go through the media as much. And I – and and I you know he he knows those questions may ask once camp arrives too so I think he's had some time to uh, you know sit and reflect on it and he'll have some answers and um, yeah yeah I, I think the fact they're here and they haven't asked the request it, it kind of speaks you know for itself too where they're both willing well, at least especially Kane I mean Taves probably doesn't have as much of a say in on um, you know he knows that he has to perform to to create some trade value if that's gonna be the case so um, you know I think. Uh, the fact, the fact that King can, uh, uh, yeah, kind of dictate his own terms, and right now his terms seem to be that he he wants to stay. So yeah, we'll see what the, uh, you know, we'll see how the season goes and how he's feeling, and then, yeah, I, I guess the bigger thing is just I don't even know if he wants to stay. What that looks like, I and I'm not, I'm not sure the Blackhawks do either or Kane does. So I think maybe some of that stuff will evolve too if there is some discussions about a future contract or, um, you know. Yeah, I, I, and this year's going to be fascinating just from that respect, right? Like, this is going to be a question that, you know, it, it's going to be uh, – I'm sure that you guys will be talking about it every week, and, you know, last <laughs> and I will be too. So it's 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 going to be a constant, ongoing thing. And, and uh, it's um, – yeah, it'll, it'll certainly help, you know, move the conversation. If, if the if the hockey's bad, that we can at least have something something to discuss as the year goes on. Yeah. Going to be keeping up with a lot of Michigan and Thunderbirds games. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Regina Pats games as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. there's a lot of uh, yeah Michigan with Fantilli and uh, Nazar, obviously, and then um, yeah even Bedard and uh, Mitchkoff, and yeah it's uh, even yeah even beyond the Blackhawks prospects, there's going to be a lot of guys to follow this year. So. Oh, yeah. I think she uh, said nothing, but she said so much. Yeah, so, yeah my, my my daughter's here too. You want to say hi, mate? Hi. Oh, hi, man. <laughs> so, um, we're, we're talking about starting up a uh, milkshake podcast here soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, no, it, it should be. A, yeah, it'll be an interesting year. You know, it's it's certainly more drama, and I know fans are gonna be aren't gonna be happy um, about how this year goes in a lot of ways. But I think it's uh, yeah, it'll be different, and um, and yeah, right now, like I know people are upset with Davidson and, and certainly decisions he's made, and 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 I. They have all the right to be, and I, I think you know fans really shouldn't give the Blackhawks their money this year. I don't think they're uh, unless it's go to see Cannon Taves kind of farewell. Like there's probably not a whole lot of reason to pay for the Blackhawks tickets, but they kind of uh, you know support tanking. But um, you know Davidson's been given that leeway, and 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 you know a few years from now we'll have a better idea of whether he's uh, whether he's uh, whether he's right or not. So it'll be um, yeah, it's it's kind of a wait and see and. 
Only time will tell, as they say. Yes, only time will tell. So, nah. <laughs> appreciate right. you guys having uh, me on again. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming on. You definitely got some uh, stuff, stuff to take care of, so I'll let you go. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. No and, problem. Uh, Anytime, I, guys. Enjoy the season, I guess, as much as you can. Yeah, you too. See you guys. Thanks. Take care. Take Bye. Care.